Welcome back to Nachiyami. We are going to be doing Yeshua Perek Vov, the sixth chapter of Sefer Yeshua today. Um, this is the chapter we've all been waiting for. It is the Perek which describes the conquest of Yericho, the first city to fall to the nation of Israel in the land of Canaan. So the, 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 the Perek describes that Yericho was a Sogeres and Musogeres. It was completely fortified in all directions from Israel, an impenetrable city, which makes sense because it was on the border. Um, and Hashem says to Yoshua, gives him very specific instructions. Here's what you do. You, the, the, it's a very strong city. There's the, the king, it's, its warriors are all very strong. Here's what you do. You're going to surround the city. You're going to walk around the city. The, the soldiers are going to walk around the city once a day for six days. With them is going to be seven of the Kohanim, the seven priests, with seven shofros, uh, um, which are going to be in front of the Aaron, and they're going to do this once every day. On the seventh day, they're going to do the same process seven times, and then they're going to blow the shofar. And when you hear that noise, then everybody should call out in a loud voice, and the wall will fall. That's what Hashem says. So Yeshua goes on and he repeats these instructions. He says it in very clear detail, and he adds a few things on when repeating this to the people. So here's what he does. He tells them about this whole business of the seven times, the seven priests, the seven shofros, the, seven, the once every seven days for, seven, for the first six days and seven circuits on the seventh day. Um, but he adds in a few things. First of all, um, he says that, that the Aaron is going to go behind the soldiers. Fascinating detail. Number two is, is he, he also describes that as he's, as he's putting this into action, he, he lets them do this. So they, they circle the city once on the first day, once on the second day, once on the third day. And on the seventh day, as they give the final blast of the shofar, before everybody's about to call out, he leaves that instructional to last, and he says, call out, but know that you're not going to get anything from the city. Anything you find in the city is going to be destroyed, meaning anything which is destroyable, kill or destroy, except for the gold and silver, which is going to be taken for the house of Hashem. This is what's called declaring a cherem. Everything is either sanctified or destroyed. There's, it's all almost, in a sense, kadosh. It's holy. It cannot be used. And there's no loot in this particular conquest. Fascinating question. Hashem never commanded this. We'll deal with this hopefully next well, in the next segment, why he did this. Hashem wasn't commanding him to this. Nonetheless, they did exactly this. They called out at that critical moment. The walls fell down and they conquered the city. At this point, the Miraglim went in and quickly saved Rachav and her family, brought them out as they had promised based on their side of the deal. And they burnt everything. They killed every person in the city. They burnt down the city and they... Um, um, and they, they, and everything else was destroyed except for the gold and silver, which was taken to the house, to, to the house of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Um, and finally, the the parak concludes with Yeshua making a special oath. It almost it, continuing the same theme, and he says he puts a curse on any person who decides to ever rebuild Jericho. Anybody who decides to do it, he says. Will, when putting its foundations down, will bury their firstborn, and when putting the doors on the last moment of the, of the project, will bury their last child. We need to say it'll be a self-destructive project, and we'll see later on when we get to Malachim that it does happen, and in fact the curse does come to be. And the, the parak closes with the words, the Hashem was with Yahushua, and, he, and his name and his recognition spread through the whole land. So just two, two points to consider when looking at this parak. Number one is like, this is a very significant, you know, moment. This is the first conquest. Why was that Hashem was doing it in this particular way? So the Radak and the Ralbag, Ral you know, uh, uh, that's on the earlier Mephoshim, 
describe that clearly there's, there's a very clear symbol going on over here. And that is, is that whether it be the audience's Israel themselves learning this lesson or the nations who are the um, audience, um, it could be both certainly. What they're witnessing is, is that the walls didn't fall because of a sword. The walls didn't fall because of a war machine. The walls fell, the walls of the city fell because of the, of the, the word of Hashem expressed in the dimensions of seven. Seven Kohanim, seven Shafras, seven circuits, blowing, the, blow, blowing it seven times and everything collapsing. There's something where HaKadosh Baruch is demonstrating that he is the all-powerful power when it comes to all the battles that are going to ensue. So this sort of is a tone setter. At the same time, it's worthwhile to note that, um, um, that the Malbim points out very clearly that in the end of the day, the, the, the Aaron was actually behind the soldiers, which is unusual. In the desert, the, the Aaron had always gone in front of the soldiers, which says the Malbim is really an indication that as miraculous as this is, it's almost as if this is setting us up, it's setting up the nation of Israel, that there's going to be a weaning process of military might, and of, of miraculous might and military is going to have to take force. It is also worthwhile to note that as miraculous as it was that the, door, the walls did fall, in the end of the day, the, um, the conquest was actually um, done. There was still fighting which ensued after the walls fell down. So there was still a regular, regular process to this. The last point just to ponder and cons consider is the following. Is why is it Yoshua made this, this oath that nobody should rebuild the city? So the Rambam is quoted as saying, the Rambam says, the reason is that Yoshua wanted to make sure that this miracle was long-lasting. If the city were rebuilt, nobody would remember that what had originally happened, that the walls had fallen down and this, this incredible you know, tone-setting miracle that happened at the beginning. So he made sure that this was going to be a long-lasting victory, a long-lasting miracle that all generations would remember by seeing these destroyed walls. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.